Hello and welcome to the Secret Lady Biz podcast. I'm obsessed with leadership in all its forms and particularly what it means to be a female leader. So join me, Kristen, as I interview and find out more about the unique journeys of some amazing women in leadership. So welcome back to the Secret Lady Biz podcast. Wonderful to have you with us again. Today I have an incredible guest for you. Uh, we have been speaking now for almost three hours leading up to actually hitting the record button. I don't like talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we have had a lot of fun leading up to bringing you this interview. Today I have for you Nilla Sparks, who is the owner of the travel agency in Albany, Travel With Purpose. However, as we all know, the direction that the travel industry has gone in uh, because of the pandemic, Nilla has spectacularly pivoted into another area of her life that brings great joy and passion. And she's currently working on Nilla's Italian Kitchen, which we will talk about today as well. So welcome, Nilla. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great to be here. Really lovely to have uh, the opportunity to come interview you in your beautiful home. Nilla, can you tell us what's been your journey to get to where you are so far? Okay. Basically, um, I was born and raised in Albany and always had a desire to travel, um, my parents being of Italian background. And my mum used to always talk about her journey on the ship coming to Australia and about all the things that she saw and all the things that she experienced. So I had this lust, I suppose, for what was on the other side of the mountain. You mm -hmm. know, I always had this dream that Italy was just across the mountain. Yeah. So um, travel has always been in my heart and I can remember getting the paper all my mum and dad used to get the paper and I'd open up the paper and there'd be this um, Achille Laro ad with this woman on one side and the ship and you know what she did and I'm going oh my god one day I'm going to be doing that so I basically um, finished my schooling and then I went traveling and then I wanted to be a travel consultant so I enrolled into a um, certificate of Travel Operations, which is a three-year part-time course, which I did at TAFE. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I got offered um, a job at Jet Set um, as a receptionist, mm -hmm. and I was with those plug-in um, switchboards that you, they're probably really antique now. <laughs> so I'm not very old, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I can remember my fares and ticketing lecturer coming in one day to see my employer and he stomped into his office and he says what the hell have you got her on the reception desk put her in the ticketing department and in those days that used to be the elite department mm -hmm. so um i probably stood on a few toes but um warren heeded the advice and i went to the affairs and teaching department which i absolutely loved and i still got an indent in my finger because in those days you used to have to handwrite yes all your tickets yeah so and then whilst i was there i was poached by um a woman that had an agency in claremont mm -hmm. so i went there for four years in the meantime i met john and then we decided that we'd like to have our own travel agency so we bought our own travel agency then and uh, we ended up with i think six um travel agencies as far north as geraldton and, and one in albany mm -hmm. and we had the three or four in perth and then my my father passed away <clears throat> and um, I can remember we were robbed in the agency and John just said, I can't do this anymore, let's just get the hell out of here and we came back to Albany. So I did um, a bit of travel in Albany and we started up a function centre and my mum and dad had a restaurant before that, you know, when I was growing up in my late teens. So I had a function centre, so I was sort of going back to my roots. Mm -hmm. And um, then we got poached by Jet Set to start up an agency in Albany. So we did that. 
and we've been since 96 I think we had the travel agency um, up until last year you know different forms we went from jet set to travel with purpose yeah and um, then March last year, the world stood still and the governments decided that international travel was banned yeah. and looks like it's banned until 2022, which is, you know, unfortunate. And we've lost basically our asset and lost our income. Yeah. But thankfully, um, we have been given support by the government with travel, with um, job keeper, not keeper yeah. sorry, not seeker, job keeper and a couple of grants. So... We've still got the office and got two gorgeous girls still working there and John's managing that. <clears throat> but my passion, which has been with me for a long time, is, is cooking and I sort of dabbled in Miller's Italian Kitchen since 2014 but, you know, travel was so much more part of my life and then last year I was forced to make a decision and I've started probably August last year, started, you know, really... Um, doing Nilla's Italian Kitchen and I'm loving it. Fantastic. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a bit of a journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could go into each part and a little bit more embellishment. So, you know, how we spoke for three hours. <laughs> I don't think your podcast would go for three hours. <laughs> no, you'll have to find a different medium to put all of that gold into, I think. Um, so... Quite a spectacular pivot then to go from one of your passions into, would you say, is, is a greater passion now, always has been? Um, I think cooking has always been, you yeah. know, because even as a young young girl, I'd, um, you know, be cooking. I can remember one time mum and mum was working, mum um, and dad were working, obviously, and I was home on my own and I don't know how old I would have been. I probably would have been 10, 11, 12, I don't know. And I decided that I wanted to make lamingtons. And so thankfully mum and dad had chooks. I don't know how many eggs I wasted that day because it just wasn't working out. So I'd go and chuck out the, the dough so that mum and dad wouldn't see all my, <laughs> all my failures. Um, so, and then I can remember, you know, for my mum, I'd, um, have special dinner parties for mum and dad and yeah so I've always um, done special things and I remember at home science when I was in high school you know I made up little recipe books for my mum and I've still got them you know and I look at it and I'm going oh my god you know but I've always <laughs> been intrigued I can read a recipe book like a, a novel yeah. so I think food has always been a real passion of mine yeah, yeah. fantastic and certainly the the nurturing value mm. that that comes with food. Mm. Fantastic. And what would you say has been your greatest professional achievement to date? Okay. Well, you know how you watch the Oscars? Mm -hmm. Well, I had an Oscar moment as well. <laughs> um, back in 1989, um, we were awarded the Pursuit of Excellence Award for Jet Set. Mm -hmm. And this was Jet Set, the whole network whole of Australia so here we are this little, little agency in Osmond Park I think we only had about four four staff and um, we didn't nominate they just took your figures took what you were doing marketing wise etc etc and we were shortlisted as one of as the state winner mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um I remember being wined and dined by the head of uh, Jet Set at the time. And then we all went to Singapore and I think we were in the Pan Pacific. And so you can just imagine, I think there would have been about 500 people in this ballroom and Nilla's all dressed up. And I've still got the dress actually. Probably wouldn't fit into it, but anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, all memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, all dressed up and um, all, all having a few drinks and having a, a great time and, you know, like Perth, Nilla and John, you know, there's no hope. So, you know, just sitting there having a good time and next thing they come up and um, announce to all the state winners. And the winner of the inaugural Jet Set Pursuit of Excellence Award is, in those days we were Blue Ribbon Travel, mm -hmm. is Blue Ribbon Travel, Nilla and John Spark from Blue Ribbon Travel. We were just kids sitting there eating away. 
And someone nudged us, that's you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so there, just like in the Oscars, the um, beam of light. Spotlight. Uh, spotlight, yeah. 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 Yep. Spotlight comes on to John and myself and like I was in shock, you know, just walking through the people and everyone's clapping and applauding and, you know, just going up on stage and I've still got a photo around the corner of us accepting um, in those days was a $3,000 award. So, you know, I've done lots of things but I'll never forget that spotlight and just feeling like a celebrity for five minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes of fame, yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was um, not only the, the feeling, but just the fact of um, where we came from, you yeah. know, buying our travel agency on a credit card and and it wasn't that long. It was only three years, three, four years of us being in business that, you know, we were awarded with an, an, a national award. Incredible. So we, yeah, we were very proud of what we achieved. So, again, you know, when you have a belief and a conviction that you can achieve, yeah. you do. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that would be my biggest achievement. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> and if you could write a book on anything, what would it be? I would love to bring in all my experiences in life and I think life is like a recipe book. Mm -hmm. So if I could write a book and share recipes, but at the same time share life experiences, um, I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know how I'd do it, but, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like a great yeah, combination. Yeah, so there's... Um, it's like anything, you know, like even when you study, there's a structure. With yeah. recipes, there's a structure, you yeah. know, like you have to get the ingredients and you have to put the ingredients in the right order for cake to to come out as it should. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's life, you know. You've got to have all these certain ingredients to make whatever it is that you want to achieve. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be the book I'd like to write. Wonderful. Yeah, sounds well worth reading. Put me down on the pre-sale list. Okay. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I'm on everybody's pre-sale list now because everybody's got such interesting ideas as to what perspective they would like to leave as a legacy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. well well worth reading, um, certainly tying it in with your love and passion of food and, mm. you know, how your life experiences have led you to where you are. Mm. Yeah, mm. fantastic combination. And Nilla, when you get the time, what do you like to do for fun or relaxation? Cook. <laughs> what a silly question. <laughs> that is a walk right into that one. Absolutely. Um, I like walking. Um, uh, sometimes it's a bit hard for me to, you know, like I go, oh, I just want to try that recipe or whatever. So yeah. walking, um, John's my motivator there. And when I can, I love the ocean. I love mm. swimming, you know, like I love diving in and just that serenity when you're under the water and, yeah, just just yeah, feeling the energy of the water. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I love experiences, you know, like new experiences. So, yeah, and that's why I think I love travel. Yeah. You know, like it just opens your eyes and your heart. I'd probably say travel would be a good pastime. Yeah. Mm, yeah when we're able to do it yeah when we're able to do it <laughs> again mind you that's what's that's what's been a silver lining of this situation is that you find places to go and do mini travel you know for instance we can go and explore and see if there's anything mm, new or different mm, around mm, the region mm, um, mm, and there's all sorts of golden surprises that we've got yeah around the great southern absolutely absolutely yeah. so it just yeah, just doing, just stretching your mind as well. I mm, think absolutely yeah. So things that you didn't think that you could do that you can do. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Proving it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So now we'll get to the part of the podcast where we talk about business advice. And given that you've been through so many um, 
various forms of business and, and you've um, redirected yourself now. Um, I'm dying to know some of the answers to these questions. What does it mean to you to be a business owner? Um, a business owner um, has its challenges, as you know. Mm. Um, but I suppose the biggest reward that you get as being a business owner is that you're able to explore your own um, creativity mm -hmm. without having someone boohooing it. Yeah. Um, it's also able, enabling you to have people around you that you can nurture. Yeah. Um, and who believe in your philosophies as well. Mm -hmm. And just when you have successes, the pride. Uh, we've had um, people that we've employed that have gone on and done some wonderful things. And that to me is, is I suppose it's like being a parent and yeah. I wasn't able to be a physical parent. Mm -hmm. But I can see that, you know, just through the businesses that we've had, um, we've been able to nurture and grow people so that they can go out and live their full potential. Yeah. So business, in some ways I'm not a good businesswoman in as much as I haven't made a fortune out of my businesses, but I've made a fortune out of experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And watched other people have experiences. Yeah. We have a girl um, with us um, still, um, Kelly, <clears throat> um, who started with us at 20 and she's just turned 41 and she's seen the world through being with us in the travel industry. Yeah. And just to watch her as this young girl or young woman um, growing into a really successful travel agent who's won numerous awards, has travelled the world, I think she's been to nearly every continent, and just to see her now as a mum, you know, having her own property and done so many great things financially just just warms my heart. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. So that's for me what being in business has done. Mm. Amazing. And now this is a story that I definitely want shared because it is very unusual um, and certainly something that is a is an inspiration i suppose can you share please nilla with the with the listeners how and why you became an entrepreneur in the first place oh god um what did they have as subtitles do not try this at home <laughs> that's the warning label on this story yeah okay um as i said i um always wanted to travel always wanted so i had these goals <clears throat> I wanted to travel, I wanted to get into travel, and I wanted to have my own travel agency. Mm -hmm. So I did study um, travel and I did get into travel. And then whilst I was in the travel agency, <clears throat> I met John. Mm -hmm. And he had a good brain on him and he was in he used to come into the travel agency that I used to work in and he used to go oh my god you guys could do it so much better so we just had a bit of a discussion and we said well maybe we can get our own travel agency and I went yeah okay um what do we need to do and he said well maybe we go and go to TAFE and do a sales and marketing course so we went to TAFE and did a sales and marketing course, and this is another story. Nilla would be up to 2 o'clock in the morning studying and doing her assignments, etc. and John would be in bed. And then we'd come to the, the results and he'd get more than me and I'd get so annoyed. <laughs> 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 but anyway, that's uh, an aside. And um, whilst we're doing this, um, John said to me one day, because I, I went home one day and said, oh, um, such and such is a business broker and she was talking to me today and goes, oh, well, Nilla, maybe just find out so that we can plan yeah. and we can start saving and we'll have our own, we'll get our own travel agency. And so, okay, that's exciting because that was part of my plan, yeah. part of my goals. So I did get in touch with um, the broker 
And um, he says, oh, Nella, so we've got three on the books. And I went, oh, okay. He said, there's oh, a travel agency going for $90,000. <laughs> like I've used all my money on travel and I had no money. And um, he said, there's another travel agency that's looking for a partner um, and that's $30,000 to go in. And then we've got this other little travel agency in Osborne Park um, for four and a half thousand. I went, oh, that sounds like us. So um, I was obviously working in Claremont at the time and we lived in Hammersley and the, it was on the way home at Osborne Park. So we, we drove past and we looked in the, into the um, shop front and, oh, my God. Was all this used furniture in the front, and like the shopping centre was dead. And we went to a couple of the shops. And, oh, I love this place; it's dead. You know, don't even bother. You know, thinking about coming here. Blah blah blah. So the more negative <laughs> everyone was, the more excited we became. Yeah. So <clears throat> we decided that yeah, we'll give it a go. And then the the broker, as they do, oh, there's other people looking at it. So if you want, if you want to get get the agency you better you know get in quick so um we had one problem finance (laughs) no money (laughs) (laughs) so john knew um the manager of i can't remember what bank it was but anyway doesn't matter and he went to him and he said oh um, we're wanting to buy a travel agency, but we've got no money. And he said, oh, how much is it? And John said, four and a half thousand dollars. And he said, okay, I'll give you six thousand dollars on a credit card. And um, so we had the money. So we said, yeah, we buy the business. So we bought a business on a credit card because he said that, you know, you need at least fifteen hundred dollars for running expenses. And I went, okay. So then we went into the, got into the office and truly, Kristen, all I had was a desk, a typewriter that I'd get my finger jammed in, <laughs> I had a retainer that didn't have a, um, a cover, so I had to get a hardboard, hard cardboard top and hammered that in. I had a phone, the desk underneath, the carpet underneath the desk for the chair, was all worn because this woman apparently was very large and didn't get up off her chair, so she just, she, she just swiveled everywhere. <laughs> and looked around and went, oh, my God, I had one file that was in the cabinet that had $200 um, deposit and didn't know when he was going to travel. So I don't know what we spent $4,500 on. But anyway, we did. John sat down and we just sat down and worked out, you know, the rent and da 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 da. And John said to me, he said, Oh, Nella, we've got to do $700 commission to cover all our expense. Well, I burst into tears and I just said, We've got no clients. Anyway, I don't know why I cried because we got $700 that month and it just grew and grew and grew. And as I said, we've got to five offices and became the Pursuit of Excellence Award winners. And I suppose it's following a dream because it was something that even before I met John, like I said, I had my goals. I wanted to travel. I wanted to get into travel. I wanted to study. I wanted to get into travel and I wanted to have my own travel agency. So because my mum and dad had been in business, you know, and I think I just had that entrepreneurial Snask there somewhere, mm. yeah. Mm. Yes. So that's our story. That's amazing. That's <clears throat> amazing. I'm not sure I'll ever meet anyone again who's <laughs> managed to put up an entire business on a credit card. That That is incredible. And then turn it into what you guys turned it into from mm. there. Yeah. I remember because um, what our aim was was to build it up, sell it, and pay pay for our house. Yeah. So that was our aim. So we're six months in, and we made a profit. Five thousand dollars profit. Yeah. yeah. So we went and bought. Oh, you're gonna laugh. You know those those outside 
I don't know if you can even see in there, those outside um, chairs, you know, with the plastic and the white. Yep. You know, that was our um, furniture that we went and bought because we were so excited because we <laughs> did $5,000. <laughs> and then um, not long after that, um, we called in a real estate person and said, can you value the business um, because we're looking at selling it? Yeah. And she said, you'll probably get 30000 for it. My goodness. And um, but I'm not selling it. Hmm? She said, no, you guys have got too much love and too much passion and you're so too good at what you do. Yeah. She said, I'm not selling this business. You just take it to the next level. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm. So we were pretty, um, yeah, at the time, in retrospect, what we should have done is we should have sold, paid off our house and started again. Started again mm. with another credit card. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Very yeah. inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, what a great story. What a great story to have. And you mentioned there that um, obviously your parents were in business and so there was some you grew up around uh, entrepreneurial ventures. What or who has been the greatest influence in business, do you think, and why? Um, I think my dad, mm -hmm. um, because he was very much a, um, used to drive my mum crazy, but he'd get up in the morning, so what would be progress today? Yeah. You know, like he was always looking, and you've probably heard um, many uh, business um, people say, what's the next best thing? Yeah. And so my dad was always looking for the next best thing. Yeah. He was always, you know, um, he was never satisfied with status quo, mm. I suppose. Mm -hmm. And at the time when you're growing up, um, you don't appreciate that. Yeah. And um, he saw opportunities where others didn't see. And I suppose thinking about it now, that's probably where I get it from. The influence. Mm. Yeah. So he was a great influence. But probably on the larger scale, um, the man that I really um, admire and I've read a few of his books, is Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. And the reason I admire him, it's, it, sure, he's, he's a very wealthy man and he's obviously done very, very well financially, but I love his ethos on how to treat people. Yeah. I love his, and more his values, yeah. um, family values, and how important people, if you look after your people, they'll look after your clients. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that to me is really important. And like what I say, used to say to the girls in the office, used to say, you know, someone's walked into the office like they're walking into your home. So treat them as if you are a guest in your home. Yeah. You know, they're not just a person. Yeah. You know, they've come to you for a reason. They've yeah. come to you. And that's hence where the name Trouble With Purpose ended up coming from. There's a purpose for them to come into you. Yeah. So don't dismiss them. Yeah. You know, they might be planning a lifelong dream, you know. So, yeah, that I've always been that way inclined, but I think Richard Branson and just his philosophy and reading about his philosophies have really influenced the way that I think in that regard. Yeah, I resonate mm. with you. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. That was... Mm. That's a wonderful, wonderful story. Thank you. Um, and certainly some people may look around and, and feel that they haven't ever been around that entrepreneurial spirit, but actually it doesn't necessarily need to be as close as home as your parents' no, journey. No, yeah. and sometimes even just, um, you know, these kids that want to come and clean your windscreen, they're entrepreneurs in themselves. True. Yeah, you know, like, you know, you know, you don't have to look at the, high flyers you know just look at these little kids yeah you know girls that are wanting to make cupcakes and sell you know like that's entrepreneurial yeah. that's using your passion to help other people you yeah. know when you there's this is an exchange an exchange you do what you want to do in exchange for money but what you're doing is you're giving that person something that they want yeah absolutely you know so yeah yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. And next question, what barriers have you had to overcome on your journey so far? Well, mm -hmm. how long have we got? 
as long as you need. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, my life has been an interesting, interesting journey. Um, unfortunately, I had to uh, cope with my mum passing at a very young age at 44. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was doing my travel, travel course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she didn't see me graduate, but she was so supportive of me. And then I got into trouble. I think I, I mentioned that before. Um, <clears throat> then um, when you lose, you know, the axis of a family, mm -hmm. um, then things start to unravel a little bit. Yeah. So I had, you know, family issues there. Then I met John and John had a son and that didn't go down too well with my family. So I had that to overcome. <laughs> and then, um, then my dad passed away as well. And then I couldn't have children, so I did IVF five times. So amongst doing, having the agency, little travel agency, trying to cope with that, and that was really important to me to have children and I couldn't have them and then I got over got over all that and then I was diagnosed with breast cancer and in the meantime you know I think we had terrorism we had wars we had that blimmin volcano in Iceland and yeah <laughs> all of it yeah all of it just so um yeah so that so that was but then when you hit a um well, I suppose a death-defying diagnosis, yeah. um, all that powers into insignificance. Mm. And then, you know, and that's another good thing about uh, being an entrepreneur or being in business and having good people. Yeah. Um, when I was going through my breast cancer, I had two beautiful girls that were able to keep the business going. And, you know, I was able to, you know, go through all that knowing that, the business was still able to yeah. succeed yeah. or stay open. <clears throat> and then, you know, the radiation, that was eight weeks of being up in Perth, away from your family, friends, your business. So, again, I was able to leave the business here. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so then <laughs> a couple of years ago I had both my hips replaced and again I was able to leave the business with the girls and then just before COVID this year I got diagnosed with uh, a melanoma that was like so close to getting into my bloodstream so I've got angels I tell you oh absolutely yeah my goodness and then um, COVID came along and Miller's Italian Kitchen resurrected yeah so yeah so I've had a lot of obstacles. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you've lived several lifetimes of adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And one thing, and I know it's um, a subject that people shy away from because they don't want to seem as, as if they're failures, but amidst all that, um, in August of last year, so COVID happened, what, February, March, mm -hmm. and then, you know, what happened to our industry? I got diagnosed with severe depression. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't want to accept and the doctor basically had to pin me down to the desk and um, look at me and just say, you know, you need help. Yeah. You know, because uh, if you don't, then I, I don't know what the, the consequences are going to be. And um, <clears throat> one of the questions I do ask you is, have you ever thought of taking taking your your life mm -hmm. and I had you know years before but I hadn't at this time and I remember talking to my doctor from Perth because I've got a doctor here and a, doc a holistic doctor in Perth and I rang him because she wanted to put me on antidepressants mm -hmm. and I've had so much not junk but so much chemical intervention mm, yeah with yeah. all the things that I've gone through I just didn't want to put anything else into my body. Mm -hmm. And um, I rang him and he said, Nella, he said, you, your serotonin is totally depleted. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. He yeah. said, it's not forever and you're not a failure. And I think that's a message that um, 
for everybody out there who feels that they can't cope, just ask for help. Yeah. Because you're not a failure. It's yeah. just your body has worked, like my poor body has just worked more than overtime and I depleted it, yeah. you know, and um, and just with a little bit of help and the difference it makes is just phenomenal. And I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing now with so much love and so much passion if I didn't get didn't get help. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so and that's probably a big lesson, not only in life but in business. Always ask for help. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it on your own, you know, no matter what it is. And there's always someone there that will help you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that because you're right, there is there's still unfortunately one of the worst epidemics we probably face is the shaming of um, mental health mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Or certainly the subversion of it and mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about it, we don't want to bring it to the surface mm-hmm. and it's so unhealthy. It's such an unhealthy way to be mm-hmm. because we are social animals by biology. We need each other. We need to connect with each other. And if someone's not feeling their best or, you know, they've gotten to the end of their road, you know, chemically speaking or hormonally speaking or whatever's going on inside your brain, it's such a complex organ, you need to step into what we're naturally here for and and really connect with other people and ask for that help. Mm. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not a failure. No, no. You know, and I think that I've always said that this COVID, it's just not just the financial cost, it's also the emotional and the mental cost. Absolutely. And I think we haven't really seen seen the cost of it yet. Not yet, no. And I think that's been <clears throat> certainly for the year that I spent in Europe was very early on one of the discussions that started happening was, okay, we're dealing with everybody's physical health, we're shutting them away and making sure that they're, 1.5 meters and masks and lockdowns and this sort of thing but who is thinking about the mental health what fallout are we about to have now from this kind of isolation you know it's not natural it's not normal for human beings and certainly you know that's one aspect of it but then the other aspect is so many industries that have been hit so hard and so many people that have lost their livelihoods and who's there for them you know who's there to say hey, entertainment industry, travel industry, sports industry, countless others, how are you doing? You all right? Mm. Mm. You know? Mm. I said to John when COVID first started and, and you know, as I said before, you know, our asset that was worth quite a lot of money, um, our income that was quite substantial, was all gone mm. and through no fault of our own and I just looked at him and I just said, well, John, I said, we've got our health and we've got each other. We might lose our house, but you know what? We'll, we'll build again. Yeah. You know, because it's just really at the end of the day, it's just stuff. It's mm. just things, you know, and I had an analogy in these poor people in the past that have lost their homes through fire, you know, everything that they own, gone, mm. you know, so you can rebuild. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you've got the right support. As you said, you know, you go yeah. to your doctor's office, hey, mm. I'm here for help. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. I no. really appreciate it. No, no yeah. problems. But please don't ever think you're a failure if you need help. We're going to continue on the same vein of fantastic advice. So, Nilla, what's the best advice you've received in business or the absolute worst you've received and you want to warn everyone against? Um, I'll go with... Um, from personal experience, not um, advice, but I think I touched on it before. Mm. Just be careful who you trust with your finances. Mm-hmm. We, you know, as you get bigger and you become more successful, <clears throat> there are sharks out there mm-hmm. that will take advantage of your naivety. Yeah. And... You can be really, really good at something, but you're not good at everything. Yeah. So my advice is, you know, especially when you're starting out, set yourself up properly. Yeah. Make sure that whoever you trust with your financial control, 
are looking out for your best interest because a lot of them are looking out for their own. So we would be so much better off if we heeded that advice from the very beginning. Yeah. So that's not the worst because money's just money really at the end of the day, you know, and you can always make it up somehow, you know. I always always say to John, I said, you know, if we lose everything and I have to go and scrub toilets, you know what, I'll go scrub toilets. Yeah. Isn't that the secret, not being a job snob? Just, you know. Yeah. You know, and if I, you know, if you need to eat, you need to eat. Yeah, absolutely. And however you need to earn that money, well, you just earn that money. Yeah. So, um, so that's my advice. And the best advice I've been given, I've been given a lot of advice over the years. My dad told me once, um, when whatever you do, do it well, because people will give you one chance, and if you blow it. Mm. They're very reluctant to give you a second chance. Yeah, very good advice. And probably the one that's more recent and it's really quite interesting because of where I have pivoted to is this um, young woman was in our office and she was going to be looking at maybe becoming John's <coughs> private um, assistant personal assistant, not private assistant, personal assistant, and she'd been to one of my cooking classes, which was um, part of a function, mm -hmm. and she came into the office and she looked at me and she goes, Nella, your heart's not here. Wow. I was taken back a little bit and I'm going, what are you talking about? This is my business, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. of course my heart's here. I love my clients. I love... She said, no. She said, I look at your face and you're here. But when you're with food, she said, you just light up. Yeah. So I suppose my advice here is sometimes we do because we think we have to do mm -hmm. and we don't do what we love to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. You're very insightful. Amazing. And you spoke about the three pillars, uh, finances and marketing and sales. So what's the most effective marketing initiatives or programs you've used to okay. promote your business? Probably very, sim very simple. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that um, put us on the map when I was in Perth. You know how I told you that we had no money mm -hmm. and um, every client that used to come into our office, and I even do it now with, um, with Nils Italian Kitchen, is... On the front of the card was I just wanted to say, and then you open it up and then I'd say, thank you, Kristen, for coming in today. It was wonderful talking to you about your trip to Poland. I'm looking forward to be able to help you in the future. And you sign it. Yeah. And we put in um, <clears throat> a scratch and match mm -hmm. and people so treasured because we don't say thank you enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, there's so many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that people spend on marketing, but sometimes the simplest of things are the most effective. It's a personal just, touch. It's a personal touch. So yeah. just say thank you. Yeah. You know, and be humble, you know, like don't doesn't matter how successful you are in life, humility is so important yeah. because we're all human beings and I have a talent, you have a talent. Does it make me better than you or you better than me? No. Absolutely. So humility and thank you. Um, newsletters have worked really well. Mm -hmm. People love stories and hence, yeah. you know, what you're doing with your podcasting. You know, it's about the stories. It's about finding out about people. And, you know, when people learn to what is it like and trust you mm -hmm. they'll buy from you yeah absolutely so you know that they've been and you know when I think about Nilla's Italian kitchen <clears throat> we had no money so to speak um so Facebook has been amazing for me and I've got people's email addresses and I do emails every week and my classes are filling up mm -hmm. week after week yeah. you know it's just reaching out, you know, and just telling them the story and not just the good, also the bad, you know, like I've just told you about my deconstructed cake, yeah, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. you know, yeah. yeah, I was embarrassed, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. You can make good of you what you make it work. Yeah, yeah, make it work, yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. One of my very favourite uh, authors on customer service um, is a gentleman by the name of Shep Hyken, and he's written a book and now a second one, but his book, his first book was Be Amazing or Go Home. And I love that book. And one of the things in there is gratitude. You know, I in one of my past um, guises of a career, we would stand and say, thank you very much for choosing to travel with us because we know that we have competition. You have and a choice. That's right. We appreciate that you chose us. Yep. And that's how we would start every yeah. single cruise. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here. Yeah. yeah. And then the captain would get up and say something similar. Yeah. Without you, there's no us. And exactly. And it was genuine. It was from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. You know? Not yeah. only were we excited to show them the parts of the world that we were seeing, yeah. but also that they chose to do it with us. Yeah. Because yeah. people do have choices. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Lots of markets that are very saturated. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wonderful advice. I like the idea of putting the scratchy in there too. Mm. Yeah. And Nilla, out of all of the fantastic uh, advice you've already given us, what would you say is one thing that you've learned as a small business owner that has served you well over the years? Um, live with integrity. Yeah. And um, treat others as you would like to be treated yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean um, that not only just your staff but also your clients. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I really believe that sometimes you get clients that um, or even staff that are, you know, really mean or they're having a bad day and stuff and they retaliate with you. You don't take it on personally because mm-hmm. you don't know what's happened to them yeah you don't know what's happened in their life to get them to that point yeah you know <clears throat> we project anger and frustration and sometimes you know you might be the the person that cops it but you don't know what's happened at home you don't know if they've had a big fight you don't know if they've just lost a child you don't know if they've just lost a partner yeah. or they've lost their money you know like it's never about you yeah so just sit in in gratitude and just give them give them love back. Yeah, and I think that also, as you mentioned before, that curiosity. Yeah. Of okay. Yeah. This is an unusual reaction for this person. Yeah. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. 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 Are you okay? Yeah. You know. So and then I've had people that have gone and then and then I've just you know gone. Are you okay or what's going on? And then they just break down in tears. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you've broken that barrier, you know. And it's even for you, you know, like I had a reaction to someone the other day and I'm going, Where the hell did that come from? But it's from your pain. It's yeah. not it's not that person's problem. It's your it's your pain that you've projected onto them. Yeah. So yeah, so that would be, you know, always be true to who you are. Yeah. And don't take on other people's crap. Yeah. Because it's theirs. It's their journey. Absolutely. Mm. Just be out in the world with kindness. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. And are there any resources or tools that you'd like to share with other small business owners that have helped you run your business? I think um, having a mentor Mm -hmm. is really important. Um, I've got one or we've got one at the moment with Vanilla's Italian Kitchen, not because they know more than you, it's because they see things differently to you. Yeah. And they um, give you structure, especially when you're a creative person, as mm. I am. Yeah. So attention to detail isn't my strength. Creativity is my strength. So to have someone, I suppose, keep you on the straight and narrow is really important. Yeah. Fantastic. So I think coaches, mentors, um, reading, um, people that you resonate with. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you can, you know, buy these books and you go, that's just not me. Yeah. Like John, um, um, who's the Apple guy? Steve Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. John read Steve Jobs' book and he was telling me a bit and I'm going, oh, I don't like the sound of that guy. Yeah. Yep. You know, amazing, you know, amazing visionary. entrepreneur, visionary yep. and stuff. 
but the way that he treated people and, you know, to get what he wanted, I'm going, that's not me. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be careful that you resonate with people that are like-minded as yourself because there's so many amazing people out there. Yeah. And it's who, who you resonate with and who really has your best interest at heart. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Excellent. Very good advice. And... Nilla, tell me, what are we celebrating right now? Can you share a win with us so that everyone can be super happy for you? Yeah. Um, oh, just celebrating, number one, that I'm healthy, that I'm alive, that I'm able to um, share my passion and COVID has enabled me to do what I really love to do, yeah. which is um, sharing my food, my passion for food, being able to teach, being able to share and just to bring love into food, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, I'm just just so, so grateful and so humbled at the response and the support that I'm getting. It's just been phenomenal. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, so I'm not sure where it's going to take me or what's going to happen, but I'm just loving, <clears throat> loving the journey and... Um, I was interviewed for the Southerly magazine a little while ago, had photos done on Thursday, and I'm going to be in the June edition. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so that's – I'm a bit nervous because I go, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> what did they write? You know, but, hey, whatever it is is whatever it is. But just to, just to be able to um, have a platform where your passion can be shared with – 10,000 other readers yep. is pretty, pretty awesome. Amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. And now we've discussed and we've thrown the name around, but now we're at the part where we do a plug for your business. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us in a nutshell um, about your business, the service that you're providing, the target audience, those sorts of things. Sure. Um, Ornella's Italian Kitchen is a place where I'm keeping tradition alive and sharing tradition that if it's not shared, whether it's with me or with anybody that loves cooking and making pasta or some of these old traditional dishes, they're going to be lost. <clears throat> so if my... Um, my nationality is that the right word you know my your ethnic background yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my cultural people, background yeah people from my cultural background um don't want to take it forward then if i share it with so many other people yeah then it doesn't matter who does it as long as the art of pasta the art of giving the art of sharing the art of putting love into food yeah can be taken forward well then you know I've left a legacy. I don't have my own children to leave a legacy. So if I can do that with food, then yay. Um, so um, Nilla's Italian Kitchen, um, there's a few different ways that you can be part of a little village, and that's cooking classes. Um, and I have kids' cooking classes. So they're just so much fun where I make all coloured pastas with, you know, <laughs> Lovely. spinach and carrots and beetroot. So they're getting veggies but in the form of pasta. Yeah. And um, and then I've done successful team building events mm -hmm. and um, one that's really special to my heart is um, recreating a feast as if you were in our village, yeah. you know, so... We've got a beautiful venue. It's called the Old Dairy Cafe out at Torbay, overlooking farmland into the ocean. And um, that's where you come into my home as if you were in our little village and you have eight courses of food where you eat and drink the afternoon away and you end up singing lots and talking lots and having um, an amazing time. Fabulous. Yeah. So yeah. So different, different, um, different spheres. Yeah. And it's just really at the moment because it hasn't even been going for a year. Yeah. In the in the new format, <clears throat> we'll just see which way it goes. Um, someone said to me, "says Oh, Nella, why don't you start up a um, you know a cooking school, like a set up a cooking school?" So who knows? Yeah. You know, just 
possibilities endless. Yeah, That's possibility. You know, just keeping your mind and your heart, heart open to whatever is possible. Fantastic. And speaking of of which, do you have any new projects coming up that you're excited about and want to let our listeners know about? Um. I'm just coping with what I've got at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I've um, been asked by uh, Katanning CRC, um, that's right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, to go to um, to Katanning and do cooking classes there. So that I think is a, a lovely way of um, taking what I what I do and what I have to the country yeah. because they can't come to us. Yeah. So um, I'll see how that goes. So that might be something that I might look look towards doing later on. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Taking yeah. the show on the road. <clears throat> Very cool. And you spoke about having a coach or a mentor. Um, so what's the number one business goal that you plan to accomplish this year? Um to build a a village mm -hmm. and as I'm getting older, you know, I'm not going to be able to possibly have the strength to do what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So building a village where it's possibly membership-based mm -hmm. so that I'm there for people and, um, yeah, so I become more of a resource centre than mm -hmm. a, an actual do centre. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and that's the thing too, you've got to be aware of your capabilities as well. Yeah. You know, like you can be young in the head, but your body tells you otherwise. And so you've got to understand that and yeah. build towards that. So that's probably, um, I know that's where John wants to go as well, and I understand that. Yeah. So business goal is to make Nilla's Italian Kitchen that is pretty hands-on at the moment become more, um, uh, what's the word, doable and sustainable. That's sustainable. probably that's yeah. probably the word I'm trying to More sustainable. Yeah. But at the same time not lose the essence of what Miller's Italian Kitchen is all about. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Excellent. I can't wait to see where it goes. And Nella, tell me in true sisterhood style, um, can you tell me one other amazing lady in business that should be on our podcast? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, I think, I don't know if you know Nicola Edwards, um, she's with Synergy Graphics, mm -hmm. not so much for, she does an amazing job with her graphics, mm -hmm. but what she did personally, mm -hmm. you know, like she sailed around the world um she sold a home and i helped raise helped her raise money to to do i think it's called the around the world race um uh, Whitbread. Whit, yeah, yeah yeah and she was away for 12 months yeah you know on the ocean with strangers and just amazing you know like i just have it's not just about business it's about pushing your limits yeah absolutely you know because if you can push your limits personally what can you do in every other sphere of your life yeah you know so i think she's she'd be awesome to talk to Fantastic. she'd probably be really embarrassed that i mentioned her <laughs> that's but. right we shall find out <laughs> i shall approach her and nilla Finally, thank you so much for everything that you've poured into um, this podcast and um, all the love that you've brought today. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Oh, thank you so much for that. Um, at the moment, it's um, if you're on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, Nilla's Italian Kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, email is nilla at nillasitalianKitchen.com.au. Mm -hmm. Or they can just give me a text or a call on my mobile, which is 0448-872-835. Fantastic. Mm. Excellent. So there yeah. you have it, um, my dear listeners. Nilla from Nilla's Italian Kitchen is ready to serve you pasta with love. Mm -hmm. Certainly uh, teach you how to make your own pasta with love. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time today. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Nilla. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on the Secret Lady Biz podcast. I really appreciate if you can subscribe. That would be wonderful. And then you won't miss out on all of the incredible interviews we have coming up with some amazing women around Albany and the great southern region. In the meantime, keep leading however you can, wherever you are.